The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello and welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. Chiefs return to the practice field on Thursday as they continue preparation for their wildcard weekend matchup against the Pittsburgh Steelers. We heard from offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo, safety Tyron Matthew, and special teams coordinator Dave Tobe. We'll go in that order, starting with Eric Bieniemy, followed by Steve Spagnolo. Then we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, you'll hear from Tyron Matthew and Dave Tobe. Here's Eric Bieniemy. All right. Good afternoon. Hope all is well with everyone. Uh... Feels good coming off a, uh, a great team victory after this past weekend. Now we're in the tournament, and it's it's time to go. It's time to play. So with that said, I'm all ears. Let's go first to Herbie Teope. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Coach, good afternoon. How you doing, man? I'm good. Herbie, how you doing? Hey, I'm well, thanks. I'll, I'll have two questions for you. Oh, gotcha. The, the first one, obviously, uh, Edward Dallaire missing practice today. What is your comfort level with the group behind him, you know, Williams coming off a limited practice on Wednesday, but where, where's your comfort level with the running back group heading into this weekend? You know what? My comfort level is where it always is, is, you know, the next man is up. And the thing is, is Clyde is going to do everything he can to be out there this weekend. We're going to let the people take care of what they need to take care of. But on top of that, Greg Lewis is doing a heck of a job with those guys. And when given an opportunity, those guys have proven that they can they can rise to the challenge. So I expect our guys, regardless of who's out there playing, to go out there and play hard and play fast. But on top of that, to give us something productive to, to help us to secure a victory. Next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Eric, how are you doing today? I'm good, Adam. How are you doing? Good, good. Um, Tyreek Hill had a different type of season for him. Not as many big plays, but a lot of catches, shorter catches, maybe more of a possession receiver, although I know he would hate me using that term. Was, has that an e- been an easy transition for him to make? And Brad, I'll have a second question as well. You know what? I, I, I'll say this. I think our guys have done a great job of just a, adjusting to how teams have been defending us. So obviously Tyreek would like to think of himself obviously as the fastest man in the universe because we also know that he wanted to race one of the fastest men in history. But uh, I thought he's had a heck of a season. You know, he's done some great things. Obviously he has the, the skill set to be a great possession receiver as, as well as a, a deep threat. So I like this, the fact what Tyreek has brought to the table and I like that, that he's showing everyone that he's capable of just being not just being a deep threat, but also someone who can make plays with his feet after the catch as well. 
So what is it about his skill set that allows him not only to be a deep threat, but also uh, effective underneath as well? You know what? He works at it. Uh, I, and I'll say this. Tariq is the ultimate professional. He studies. OK, he takes great notes in, uh, in a classroom. And on top of that, he's, he's just a prideful kid who wants to know what to do, how to do it, and how can he go out there to help us to be the most productive team that we can possibly be. Those are the things that you want in all your players, because when you have people like that, you know, they're willing to do whatever it takes. Those are the things that make them special. Those are the little things that help define Tyreek and helped him to, to become the player that he has become uh, over the years. Herbie, I think I cut you off there. I'm sorry. Uh, let's go back to you. Go ahead, Herbs. <laughs> Thanks, <Okay>. Cole, buddy. <laughs> hey, Coach, obviously we're at the time of the year, and you, and you know where I'm going with this because I have to ask it, but we're at the time of the year where your name is now going to be linked to multiple uh, vacant head coaching positions. Uh, first, obviously, the Broncos potentially on Monday with an interview. How do you deal with – some of the outside distractions knowing that you still have a job to do and, and how has the last few years helped you to prepare for all these outside distractions? You know what, Herbie is always good to be mentioned. And the thing about it, you don't allow it to become a distraction because first and foremost, I have a job. Second of all, we got a big game this, this up and coming weekend. And that's the most important thing to take care of business at hand and to focus on the now. All that stuff is going to take care of itself. And do not get me wrong. I am blessed and I am very fortunate to be a part of that chatter, to be a part of uh, some of the things that are taking place. But right now, my focus is to make sure that we're ready to go out and play a 60-minute consecutive, consecutive game where we can go out there and play hard and play fast, but more importantly, to play for each other. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. All right, I'll have a, a follow-up, um, please. Um, first question uh, kind of stems off from the Tyreek Hill point, not as available last game and McCole Hardman really stood out. Um, how much can you look and not that you didn't have a confidence Hardman before, but how much can you look at one game and one outing and kind of as a coaching staff come back and say, you know, maybe even when Hill is OK to go, we got to get the ball in this guy's hands, maybe even a little bit more. Well, I think you feel that about every player that steps on that field, because obviously uh, we feel that we have a, a great, unique skill set of people that happen to be great football players. But on top of that, they work at it. Yes, McCole Harmon did a hell of a job last week, and we're counting on more of that as we move forward. But when it's all said and done with, the next man has to step up, regardless of place in any role. We're counting on those players to step up and give us some productive uh, uh, of time. And the thing about it, when it's all said and done with, we want all of our players to step to the plate. And that's why we've gotten to the point where we are. And that's why we've made this run over the past few years, because when players are not available, uh, you know, our coaching staff has done a heck of a job of making sure that the next men are. And that's the important thing. And we'll just keep chopping and keep moving from there. And then, Coach, uh, not talking about anyone in particular here. Um, why is Andy Reid's program uh, a good place for future head coaches to kind of be born? <laughs> you know what, Coach Coach does a great job. First of all, I mean, he's a father figure. He's a head coach. He's been around for a number of years. Uh, he's very, very consistent in what he does. You know, he does a great job of delegating, making sure that everybody knows exactly what their roles are. But on top of that, he allows you to be yourself, okay? He wants you to be the expert at what you do. And so when you have a coach that's not 
over you just saying, hey, you have to do this and you have to do that. It makes it special because guys can come to work feeling comfortable in their own skin and going out there and performing up to the best capabilities. And then the, another thing is, is there, there are no egos. We all work together. And I think that's the unique part that makes our, our coaching staff a very, very strong place because we all work together. We all get along. And if my idea is not good enough, it's okay. You know, if the coach's idea is not good enough, that's okay. Because at the end of the day, the only thing that we want to do is to do what is best for our team. And that's the thing that makes it special working for under coach, you know, working under Coach Reed and just the, the culture that he's built here. Let's go next to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Coach, kind of actually along those lines, you know, a lot of coaches have talked about how uh, Coach Reed has encouraged them to put together their plan, their binder about how that they would coach when they, if they, they were to get to become a head coach and build an organization. Have you done that? Do you have a binder? And, and what are the most important things for you that you put in there? <laughs> you know, here we go. We, we, we're deviating off the path here. Okay. Focus is the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I will say this. Okay. One of the first persons to ever motivate me about building my binder happens to be the head coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, me and Mike T have been the best of friends. We actually coached together in Minnesota. Uh, and uh, he was a defensive coordinator at that time. And I watched him go through his interviewing process. And it was very, very impressive. And so I always knew after watching him have that experience and watching him uh, obviously become the great coach that he has become, it's been very motivating to me. And so, you know, I've, I've, I've been collecting my items for my book for a number of years now, and you just keep adding on to it and keep building it. But uh, I've been blessed and fortunate to work with a number of great people who have had a, a big impact on my career. And we'll go last to Seren Petro. Go ahead, Seren. And Brad, all the a follow up. Actually, Coach, uh, listen, answer this however you want. I'm going to be blunt. Just how many interviews have you had? First of all, would you share that with us? <laughs> there are no interviews right now. Okay, and we're not allowed to interview because right now we're we're in a wild card playoff game. Don't you guys know we played the Pittsburgh Steelers this weekend? What are we talking about, fellas? We talking about football? We talking about interviews? Well, oh, I, you know, I, 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 listen, I'm Coach. Just I know you are, and I know that your focus is the Pittsburgh Steelers, but there's a lot of people that are football fans that their focus is a bigger picture than that, right? And, and oh, yeah. you know, good or bad, right or wrong, and whether you want it or not, you're kind of the tip of the spear of that right now because of your qualifications for the job. So I understand that you can't interview right now, but they had a new rule that you could interview over the last two weeks of the season. One, how did you think that rule went? And then two, have you interviewed previous to now this year, and if so, if you would, and, and you don't obviously don't have to coach, and I'm not trying to be a jerk about it, but no, just you I know, know how I know, I know you're not trying to be a jerk, and I'll address it. So, first of all, you guys know me, you guys have been around me, okay? The only thing that matters right now is the task at hand. So, obviously, there's a new rule out. My job is to make sure that I'm doing everything under the sun that to help us to be the most productive team and to give us the best opportunity to go out and accomplish the goal. The goal has always been to win the Super Bowl. Okay. So in order to do that, we got to take care of the day-to-day -day matters. Now when called upon to, 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 to have those opportunities, we'll take care of that when the time is right. Okay. So right now my time and my focus and my energy is solely on the Pittsburgh Steelers. And at some point in time, that's going to take care of itself. Now, due to the rules and the way it works out, 
I will not be available until after this game. And right now, my whole point is to make sure that's not a distraction in anything that we want to accomplish. Because the only thing that matters is making sure that our guys are mentally and physically prepared to go out and play the best that they can be, uh, play on Sunday. And the rest of the other stuff will take care of itself. All right, just got off the practice field. Good day of work on Thursday. A couple more days to go here, and we'll be kicking it off. So with that, I'll open it up. Let's go first to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Steve. Um, yeah. I was curious about um, Melvin Ingram, and um, what have you learned about him from coaching him for a couple months now? I know you were familiar with him for years in the league, but are yeah. there some things maybe about him that you've learned since he's been here? He's a great teammate. I mean, you don't know those things about him when you watch him from afar. Um, he's passionate about the game of football, and he's a real intuitive football player, Adam. Like, he he gets football. When I say that, it kind of comes that When you go over and explain something to him, or we're doing it this way because of, it makes sense to him. Um, you know, some guys will – some guys you coach through the years, they'll shake their head and say that they got it, but you're not really sure if they do. Um, you know that when Melvin says, yeah, I know what you're talking about, coach, that, that he surely does. So that's, that's something I would not have known. Um, the rest of it, you see physicality and all the other things we talk about. I think we saw that on tape. Let's go next to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Steve. Hey, Sam. Um, you guys have obviously faced this team before, but one of the things that they do uniquely is how, how quickly they get rid of the ball. Yeah. What has to go right against you know any team that gets rid of the ball quickly just generally speaking on your guys end yeah you got to find a way to um obviously win some of those downs i mean look we're talking about a quarterback that knows exactly where to go with the football um he's got weapons out there he can get it to i mean we we try to disrupt at the line of scrimmage and hopefully that helps but he's got guys that really can beat man coverage and press um you know you'd like to think that you get, could get a couple of breakups from our D linemen, um, you know, with the hands up, we talk about that a little bit because you're right. I mean, you present something to Ben. Uh, he knows it's coming and he knows where to go with the ball. He gets it out really quick. Thanks to Seren Petro. Go ahead, Uh, And I'll have a follow-up, uh, Brad. Coach, uh, Coach Reed said, uh, I don't know, yesterday or, or Monday, I, that once you clinch the AFC West, it's kind of hard to, you know, what you're going to play for, right? Like what, what, what are you driving for that? Maybe that, you know, I don't know, the carrots taken away. I know a couple of the guys have talked about, you know, tackling being an issue uh, here the last couple of games for the defense. Is that how on your side of the ball, it kind of manifests itself that maybe I don't want to call it a letdown, but that's the easiest word yeah. for me to use. But when you, when you lose that, that thing you've been fighting for for so long that uh, defensively, one of the ways it kind of shows itself is maybe you don't tackle as well. Well, I don't know. I mean, look at I'm I'm not real smart to figure all that out, but I what you're saying, you know, kind of makes sense to everybody. I mean, I, where are you going? I I hope that wasn't the case. Um, maybe it's a missed tackle here or there, and it looks ugly. And certainly, we want to be playing better than we did the last two games. I mean, I think we'd all agree with that. And hopefully, you know, uh, knowing that what we're faced with is no margin for error. Now, uh, we talked about that on Tuesday. That was the first thing we talked about. Uh, so you prepare from now until the time you kick it off to eliminate as many mistakes as possible. And I ho I hopefully we'll do that. And then earlier this year, I know when we were talking about different personnel groupings and things, you said, listen, we're going to need everybody, right? Yeah. Like that was kind of a common theme that everyone, whether it was somebody who was asking about Juan Thornhill very early in the year, you said, we're going to need everybody. 
Is that the mindset of, you know, now a 17 game season is a marathon here. It's loser go home. So right. is it a sprint? And does that, you know, is, is part of why we're going to need everybody is to get to this point to where you're healthy. Cause I think I read one story that said you're the healthiest team in the NFL. Was that the purpose of that? And does that now change once you get to a loser go home situation? Well, I mean, I, there was something behind that. And uh, mostly, you know, that whole theme was, I do believe that when, most of your guys know they're going to be involved in the game and they're going to be called upon, you know, the focus during the week tends to go up with everybody. I mean, let's face it. We're all human, right? If you didn't think you were going to get in the game, unless somebody got hurt, you know, there's a little edge off there. So I think that helps us. Um, listen, it's all hands on deck right now. And whoever we put out there, we got to put the best 11 for that particular situation uh, and hopefully win every down. But uh, I hope we stay healthy. I mean, if that, uh, stat or fact that you're talking about is true. I hope we stay that way because we're going to need everybody, uh, certainly in this game, and then we'll worry about what happens after that. But it's all all the focus is on this game. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Coach, naturally, Melvin is coming up again this week considering he started the year with, with the Steelers. I was just wondering, in your words, what did you think he met, meant when it when it came to an impact on on what Chris Jones can do and then some of the other guys on the line and, and affecting your your line as a whole? Yeah. Um, listen, the way I remember it, um, I can't remember exactly what week we got Melvin, but I know we were headed that way with Chris going inside at that point. Anyway, it was a little bit more of a natural tie in when Melvin came because he's an outside guy at end, obviously. And I've, you know, I've said this before, it's just his physicality and the passion and the angriness he brings to the game. I think our guys have fed off of that. Now he's not the only one. Uh, other guys do the same thing and play that way. Nick's done it and Willie's done it and Hitch has done it. Uh, and I think the more guys you can get that play that way, the better chance you have of playing good defense. So again, I, I think we have been off a little bit these last two games. We've got to get it back to where it was before and better than that because of what we're facing. This is a good football team. We're getting ready to play. Got four more. We'll go right down the line, starting with Rob Collins. Go to Rob. Hey, Coach Bags. yesterday Ben Roethlisberger said that they have no chance in this game. They're going to just go out there and, and have a little fun, probably a little gamesmanship on Big Ben's part. But what are the challenges of playing a team who's basically playing with house money and whom everyone outside of your building doesn't think has a chance? Yeah, I mean, we certainly don't look at it that way. Look at this 14 teams that make this tournament, per se, and any team can beat any other team. And the minute you start thinking that that's not the case, that's when you get knocked out. So our guys are taking the approach. We know this is a good football team. We know this is a good offense. We know this is a great quarterback with weapons. They can run the football. Uh, we're not taking anything for granted. Um, and hopefully we'll play that way because we certainly need the top of our game defensively to help our organization get on to the next, the next week. Go next to Vahe. Go ahead, Vahe. Hey, Steve. Uh, one, one more thing about Melvin. I, when, when you use the term great teammate, I, I wonder if you might be able to point to any examples or what you mean more, more broadly than that. Uh, let's see. Um, I, now I just like the way he handles himself and operates uh, around the, whether I see him in the locker room or see him in the meeting room. I would tell you one thing when I, when I'm in the, I've said this before, when you're in front of all of them, you can see every guy. Uh, you can see if their eyes are closed. You can see if their eyes are open. He's wide-eyed and tuned in as anybody that we have in that. I mean, he, he loves football. He loves to embrace it and absorb it. And uh, I think there's a lot of value to that. Last two, Todd Palmer and Lindsay. Go ahead, Todd. 
Uh, hey, Coach, um, kind of piggybacking off the, the the Steelers really leaning into that underdog role, but it's also potentially Ben's last game. I mean, how important is it going to be to match their intensity and, and kind of match that emotion they may have early on in this game? Yeah. Listen, I've got a, res- a lot of respect for that organization. They play in the AFC North. I've been in that division before. Uh, they play, quote, unquote, AFC North football where they, you know, they try to pound it at you and um you know they just try to outwill you they're a physical football team that's what they are we've got to match that if you don't match that you're in trouble against the pittsburgh steelers so that's one thing we've talked about and hopefully when we get to sunday night the guys our guys will bring that kind of mindset the last one to lindsey jones go ahead lindsey Hey, Steve, I wanted to piggyback um, a little bit what Pete was asking you before about Chris Jones. You said you guys were trending that way to having him play a little bit more on the inside at that point. Um, was that something that you know he wanted to do at that point? And why is he just so much better rushing from the inside? I just have, but probably maybe because of its experience. Um, Chris was willing to do anything. I mean, look, we, we got Jay Reed and we slid Chris outside and he functioned that way, but there is, you know, more than anything, I, I tell you what, what people forget is how long and tall he is. And when you can put that inside to most of these quarterbacks, that's a little bit intimidating, or at least it, it feels that way on the outside. Sometimes if you get around or in the back of the pocket, you lose all that size. So that may be one thing. And look, he's, he's a skilled guy. We need him. We need him to play really well. Uh, and typically when he plays in well inside there, the other guys around and play a little bit better because they feed off of that. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. You just heard from Eric Bienemy and Steve Spagnolo. Now we'll finish things up with Tyron Matthew and Dave Tobe. You guys have played six extra games over the past couple of years when you look at the last two playoff seasons. Um, it, it's a lot of extra work, obviously. Do you do extra stuff in the offseason to account for that? To I mean, and then you've got the extra game this year. I mean, it could potentially be 20 games. I mean, how do you prepare your body for this, and how do you think your body's held up because of that stuff? Yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's a blessing, you know, to be able to work another week or, you know, get another week's paycheck. You know what I mean? So, um, but you just have to be conscious of it. You know, you got to um, put your body in the right situation. Um, you know, obviously, uh, it's a lot of different things that you can do. Um, but I think one of the most important things is, you know, just drinking water and then resting, you know, when you can. So, um, but it's been a blessing, man, to, to play as many games as we play. But obviously, you know, you have to stay on top of your body um, a, a, a bit more. Um, I think for me, 
Um, I think my body is, has, has been feeling really well, um, especially the last couple of seasons going into the playoffs. Um, I think our staff here do a great job of kind of, you know, us not peaking too early, you know, in the week and allowing us to get to the games, you know, with some fresh legs. So I think it's, it's mostly been a blessing, you know, to be able to do it. Let's go next to Harold Coons. Go ahead, Harold. Hey, Tyron. When hey. you play a team like the 36 to 10, like you did Pittsburgh, are you seeing anything different that they did in the last two games that makes you, gives you a little extra things to need to prepare for that they know that they could do and any new wrinkles that are presented to them that come out on Sunday night? Yeah, I think, you know, obviously a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, I, the game didn't go, you know, the way that they wanted it to. I think as a team, we were able to kind of, you know, get off to a fast start. Um, I don't think we're necessarily expecting it to be that kind of ball game. You know, um, just watching these guys the last couple of weeks, you know, even before we played them, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you know, this was a big four quarter team, you know, second half team, you know. So for us, I think coming into this game, we understand it's going to be a four quarter game, possibly more. And then, um, you know, you're dealing with a quarterback that has really all the experience in the world. You know, he's won two championships. You know, he's been to the playoff a bunch. And then he has some great talent around him as well. So, you know, we got our work cut out for us. I think for us, it's all about, you know, how we start the game and then how we how we finish, you know, Sunday. Let's go next to Vahe. Go ahead, Vahe. Hey, Tyron. Brad, I'll have one follow-up hey. too. Uh, Tyron, just when you think about what – Melvin Ingram has done for the defense. What 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 comes to mind about his sort of his overall presence and and his maybe his even his tangible contributions on the field? Yeah, I mean, you know, he just has a a, a knack for you know really understanding you know blocking schemes and and, and what you know offensive lines want to do, um, what coordinators want to do, and it kind of helps him anticipate you know what's coming. You know, and I think anytime you you know, you have guys on the field that can, you know, really use their instincts to the to the to the defense advantage. Um, I think it always, you know, uh, you know, it's beneficial to the rest of us, you know, on the team. And, you know, he's a great leader. He's a great communicator as well, especially in the classroom, you know, with coaches. Um, and so he's a guy that we feed off, you know, uh, not just on the field, you know, but off the field in the classroom as well. So he's he's been big for us. And just when you when you when you speak to that point, I mean, we don't get in the locker room anymore, but I, I mean, I know you're big on the culture. What, what, what ways do you think he's had an impact in there? I mean, is he, he the kind of guy that fit right in and even gave some energy in there? Yeah, absolutely, man. Listen, he, he's a guy that, that, that really embraces everybody. Um, offensive guys, defensive guys. Um, it, it doesn't matter. You know, um, he, he's talking to everybody, you know, he's sitting at the table. Um, you know, he, he's been in this business a while. I think he's, I think he understands, you know, the importance of, you know, meshing with your team, meshing with your teammates, uh, building that chemistry, um, you know, off the field with your teammates, um, because we know how much success, you know, we can have, you know, once it translates, you know, to the field. We've got four more. We'll go right down the line starting with Lindsey Jones. Go ahead, Lindsey. Hey, Tyron. Um, hey. Taking, taking a kind of a bigger look at kind of what you guys have been through this season, how much did it bother you that first half of the season that people were maybe saying that there was something broken with the Chiefs or that people had figured it out? Um, did you guys talk about in the locker room and did that just piss you off, I guess? I mean, yeah, I think, I think you know, it obviously bothered me, you know, um, as, part of the, as part of playing this league, as part of the growing pains. Um, I, I think as a team, you know, it wasn't something that, that we talked about. Um, I think we kind of knew all along, you know, who we are and, and what we were capable of. And, 
you know, it's all a matter of, you know, executing, you know, taking the field with the right attitude. And um, so the last couple of months, you know, we've we've been able to do that. And I think people have really been able to see, you know, who we are and then what kind of team we are. Thanks, Steve Walls. Go ahead, Steve. Can oh, you hear me? Yeah, we got you, Steve. I'm sorry. Uh, what's up, Tyron? How are you doing? What's up? Doing good. Not much, man. Hey, I uh, you, you guys are our favorite on Sunday, but I, I get the vibe from you that you like to embrace the underdog role. Am I correct in saying that? And uh, if you could give your thoughts on being a favorite as opposed to being a dog. Um, yeah, I think, you know, obviously, you know, anytime you're an underdog, you know, you feel like you have more to fight for. You know, you feel like the world is against you. Um, I mean, this is this is playoff football. It doesn't matter if you're the underdog, you know, the, the, the top dog. Um, you got to find a way to, to take the field. Um, and, and win the game, you know, um, that, that's really what this is all about, trying our best to just win one game at a time, uh, not get too far ahead of ourselves, um, just focus on the opponent that's in front of us. Um, and, and I think for the most part this week, you know, we've been able to do that. You know, I think our coaches, you know, have really been able to help us just focus on today, you know, and not tomorrow. Next, Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Tyron, uh, you hey. talked a minute ago about the uh... – of last Steelers game and how maybe that game went away that you guys really weren't expecting before it started. Um, but, but it's human nature. You just beat that team pretty easily a few weeks ago. So how do you keep that edge going into this game? I mean, you're, you've been faced with this kind of thing before you played the Raiders twice um, recently. Yeah. Um, so, how, but how do you keep that edge going into this game? Yeah, I mean, it's always something that you could work on, you know, something that you could get better at. Um, you know, I think obviously, you know, if you watched us play, you know, defense the the, the last couple of weeks, um, it, it probably hasn't been our best, you know, outing. Um, so we have that motivation, you know, going into this game. And, you know, uh, we, I mean, we can't necessarily hang our hats on anything, you know, we've done in the past. Um, I think it's all about you know, creating that new future, that new reality. And, um, you know, this is a this is a great opportunity, you know, for us to play against a team that, that we played before. They know us. We know them. And um, I think it's just going to come down to really effort, you know, communication. And, you know, I think defensively, you know, how well we tackle, you know, Sunday night. I think that's going to be, you know, the most important thing. So um, just all about showing up with the right attitude. But you can't necessarily hang your hat on, you know, anything you've done or, or, or they've done to you, you know, in the past. And we'll go last to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Tyron, the other thing I wanted to ask about was um, Big Ben gets rid of the ball more quickly than any quarterback in the league by a pretty wide margin. You guys have been really good as a defense against quarterbacks that get rid of the ball quickly. What has to go right in the back end in that scenario? Well, I think mostly it comes down to really, you know, angles to the completion point. Um, you know, and they have some good, you know, our receivers, uh, you know, obviously Najee Harris and, you know, him, you know, having some of the most catches out of the backfield, you know, for a running back as a rookie. So um, it's going to be a great challenge for us to get out of our, you know, stacks or get out of our positions and and not assume that, you know, anybody else is going to make the tackle, make the play. Um, I think it's going to have to be a commitment, especially from us, you know, in the back end um, to, to really get to the ball. Um, and, and really tackle them, you know, before those guys, you know, um, you know, get to the first down marker. Um, that's one of the things that they like to do on third down as well. You know, give it to those guys and let those guys run, you know, for six, seven yards. So it'll be a great challenge for us. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, how we how we react to it. Hey, Coach, um, Zane Anderson has had a couple of of infractions over the last two games to close out the regular season, and, and probably you know, he might be too jacked up because he's a rookie, but how, how do you kind of temper that enthusiasm so he 
So a rookie will play disciplined and not have those kinds of errors, which could potentially be game changing errors as, as the postseason progresses. Right. You know, we, we talked about those. He, you know, the, the thing about Zane, he's playing hard as he can possibly play. He's got to play a little smarter in some spots, obviously. Uh, but I still love the guy. You know, he, he those those the holding call that happened two weeks ago. I mean, that, that could have happened to anybody on the field. I mean, I could have been called. It could not have been called. And then, and then the block or, or the, you know, running into the kicker, uh, that was, uh, you know, he was two inches away from being the hero of the game. I mean, that's the way I look at it. I mean, he comes clean. He does everything right. He probably just didn't. He false stepped a little bit, didn't get there early enough. But he was two inches away from blocking that punt, scooping and scoring. And then now it's 14 nothing with a block punt. You know, they, they have no life at all. Now it didn't happen that way, right? We rough them. You know, that gives them a little bit of life. So, you know, there's a fine line. You have to, you know, we, you want to stay aggressive as a special teams coach, you know, and, and as a team, you want to try to make a play. But you also, when you, you got to realize, you know, when when you got there early enough, you know, to be able to just take it off the foot and then when you got to get there late enough to where you have to pull off. So, you know, it's, it's there's a fine line there, but I don't want to I don't want to slow him down, you know, by by any means, by turning him into a, you know, a passive guy because worried about making a mistake. I want him to stay aggressive and I, you know, and I want him to uh, get the block next time. I mean, no, no false step, get there early enough, get the block so we can get a scoop and score and help our football team. Adam Teicher, go ahead, Adam. Hey, Dave, um, a couple of things. Uh, Herb kind of stole my question a little bit about Zane Anderson, but curious what your message is to him, a young guy who's still trying to learn. So yeah. what's your teaching points been in the last couple of weeks to him? And, and Brad, I'll have a second question as well. well my, my teaching point is simple. It's don't let one bad play, you know, mess up the next play. You know, you got to forget it. I mean, if one bad play happens, you got to come in the next play and, and, you know, and, and execute the next play at hundred percent, you know, and, and, you know, be, be where you're supposed to be, be on the field, you know, do your job. I mean, those are things that we try to coach. I mean, mistakes are going to happen. I mean, especially with a run kid, a young kid like that. Uh, but, you know, I, we still love him. We still love the kid. He's a good player. Uh, he's going to help us uh, down the road in the future. He's going to help us in the playoffs. Uh, we're not down on Zane by any means. Yeah. So what, what tells you about, about him that he's going to make a play as you suggest? Cause we see, we see, you know, we see him in a practice every day. We see, we see his speed. I mean, we saw it on the field. I mean, he, he's made plays for us, you know, while he's been in there, he's, uh, you know, good plays. I mean, you know, running down uh, kick returners from behind. I mean, his speed, his size, he's got a great combination of, of, of those two things and he's got the right temperament. I mean, he is not afraid now, you know, and, and we just gotta, we just gotta get it under control a little bit more, you know, just be a little bit smarter in some spots. Uh, but, you know, he's going to be a good football player for us. Let's connect to Todd Palmer. Go Todd. Uh, hey coach, I, I just wanted to real quick get your thoughts on Ray Ray McLeod. He's he's a guy who had a decent showing, one of the few bright spots in that December 26th game. Is he a potential difference maker for Pittsburgh on Sunday? Yes, he is. He, he's definitely a guy that we respect. Uh, we feel, and we talked about this, like he's gotten better every game, you know, as a punt returner and a kick returner. Every game you watch, he's, he's getting a little bit more confident, you know, and he's, he, hits, he hits it 90 miles an hour. Uh, he's a tough guy to tackle. He doesn't, he's got great balance. Um, you know, and he's got really good vision. You know, that's the thing that he's, uh, you know, really good at is on kickoff return. He could find the hole. So, you know, we have to be careful. We got to pick our, our spots, when to kick to him, when not to kick to him. Uh, you know, we respect him for sure. Uh, you know, and, and we have to be at our best, you know, to get him under control. 
We'll go last to Pete Sweeney. Go, Pete. For sure. And Tommy's um, game of the week, he, he made a point of it to mention uh, Chris Lamons. I know he was designated to return. You anticipate um, his return and just how much of a boost could that be for the, the postseason? Yeah, he's, you know, Lamons is a really good player for us. I mean, he's a four-phase starter. He's a, obviously our starting gunner, him and Kemp. You know, having them both in there, you know, makes a difference. Uh, you know, he's I know he's still working to get back. You know, we're not sure if he's going to get back this week or not. But, you know, he's, he's working hard at it. And, you know, he's a guy we're missing right now. But, you know, we have other guys that are going to step up, you know, and, and uh, you know, we have a lot of guys not only on our team, but on our practice squad that we can elevate, you know, you know, for any game, you know, going forward during during the playoffs. So uh, we feel pretty good about that.